Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhandu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Uh, welcome back to Desperate Retune. I'm Tree, as I suppose you may all know by now. And with me are Adit. Hello. Prince. Hi. Zohib. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Emma. Yes, hello. Wow. <laughs> that was like the complete opposite energy. <laughs> Amazing. It's like my okay. Yeah. Um, last we saw the crew, and brief aside, feel free to cut this, but I find last we left off really annoying only because I've heard Matthew Mercer say it over and over for like many years. Um, when we previously saw the crew, they had been attacked by a Catharsy uh, leader of uh, farmers, of refugees, also the, um, the person who ran the sword school of the Rising Moon, uh, which was a, a competitor to the Falling Star, and they had attacked the temple, intending on crippling it, and... Uh, in fact, as things started off, it was quite bad. But not only were they successfully driven off, in fact, for the first time in the temple's recent history, uh, blood was spilled within uh, the temple itself with uh, not just the leader himself, but also many of his compatriots falling. In the aftermath, I think we are now going to see an incredible amount of, or at least I am imagining an incredible amount of self-reflection, but maybe not. Maybe everybody's just going to be like, this is fine. Um, and I think I'd like to start with Joan, because we saw Joan uh, go to find her friend, Madison Frake. I, my good and very trustworthy friend, Madison Frake. Uh, who has no ulterior motives or intentions whatsoever. Quite they so. go way back, at least three exactly. sessions. <laughs> yes, indeed. Also, uh, Zoheb, remind me, is Madison they them? I think I remember them as they them. 
Um, up to you. Um, I thought it was a she/her, but whatever. Oh, okay, that's fine. No, no, it's just like it's been a while since I've been Madison, so yeah. I just forgot. But it's we fine. didn't do any downtime last session at all, right? We just no, we didn't at set all. Yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, yeah. It may well um, have been that you decided to make them date them, so I don't remember. Yeah, you're the GM. Use your use your power over gender. Okay, I. You know what I'm gonna do is, um, I'm gonna use both. And then we can just say that Madison uh, uh, had some feelings. And if it turns out I'm wrong, um, Madison will have had some more feelings. And it's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. this, is how, this is how I feel all the time anyway. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Madison's gender is cannibal. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that it is, we, we see the temple of um, the hungry one, the one that hungers, the empty vessel. And the empty vessel is, of course, what it's called in Akros. And I think that we know that there is kind of like an Akrosy, like a like a temple inside this temple, right? That hews to its own traditions and so on. Views hunger as something somewhat different. Uh, and Madison is the one who's been kind of like guiding you through your journey, Joan. Have you shown her the? Have you shown her the bee? I don't think I have. Hmm. Okay. I think, well, actually, we didn't establish it yesterday, last time. Let me think. The, because the bees are like a wholly, a completely different thing, right? From No, from absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, I was just curious. Be, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think yeah. I have it with me, so she might notice it. But I don't think Joan has a reason to like be like, oh, yes, I have a bee now. Ah, okay. In that case, I will just keep this in mind. But I think Madison says, um, you have the look of someone who's seen death very recently. Something you want to share? Um, well, we, uh, we, we were attacked at the, the, the temple. Um, and we fought back and I, I may have tasted it. One or two of them. And you say this, and I think Madison... I don't even think that, like, Madison smiles. I think it's more like they let out a long sigh and they say, Oh, I'm so glad I wasn't wrong about you. Excellent. Amazing. Well done. Oh, merely that, you know, some, some people who come visit us, uh, uh, just end up never returning. And even when they do return, fine, you know, don't feel great. But, but Joan, you know, when we first met, we had a connection and now, well, I think the hunger is in you as it is in me. Come, come. Uh, and then I think they lead you towards, uh, again, this like, there's like a, um, a canvas tent type structure is what I'm imagining. What in India we would call a shamiana, kind of erected where the kind of the the the, the empty vessel um, disciples are kind of hanging out, and like the last time you see, you know, people going through their own rituals of hunger, watching something ripen or like uh, gorging themselves, but in like very odd and specific ways. And she kind of like looks around at them and then looks back at you and says, so 
feel any different here now? Am, am I supposed to? Oh, no, you tell me. Some people after the first taste change, you know, really quite completely. And then some of them are like, well, it's fine. Uh, this is who I've always been and I've always, and how I've always been. So, and then like, kind of like looks at you and says, I guess you've, you've seen a lot. So maybe this isn't like really new for you. I, I feel vertigo. Mm. Like when you're about to get close to an edge or like a dangerous insect, venomous. There's the feeling that you're, you're about to go somewhere dangerous. And I think she says, you know, back in Duskwall, there is, uh, I have a friend who runs, you know, he runs a gang. He's like also an empty vessel disciple, but he's got his own practice. And something that he does, which I always found amazing, was that he climbs these very tall towers and then falls off. And he's secured only with a rope. And he just falls. And when I asked him about it, he said exactly what you're saying. Sometimes you want to look at that edge, know you're about to do something very dangerous, and then think to yourself, that's why I'm doing it. And do I have a rope? I think she is presumptuous enough to do this. I think she will reach out and take your hand and say, you feel that? That's a rope. Okay. And I think she, she says, so the first thing you need to understand about hunger is, and I think like she's going to like start lecturing you, mm -hmm. but like in a very like happy and jovial kind of way, right? Like you've made friends, um, you've trusted them with something uh, quite vulnerable and close to you. And I think the, um, they're taking that trust like seriously, but you're not the first person that she's kind of guided through this process even, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't necessarily think we need to hear what she tells you about the first thing about hunger and so on. Um, and she, she did already like describe that to you earlier when you first met her. But oh. I think this is more like a, like you're having this conversation, you're hanging out and I feel like you're rolling indulge vice here. So like this, I guess like we can see what the indulgence looks like, but do you have any stress you want to relieve? Uh, I do. Great. Okay. So then I think this is a great time to. Let's uh, make the roll. Double sixes. Oh, wow. You don't get anything for critting on. No. Um, <laughs> indulgent house, but I think. Yeah, common yeah. house will really just clear all stress, which is six stress yeah. in this case. It still doesn't do anything, but. Mm. Yeah. I think in this case, um, actually, I will give you something, um, which is that I think, I think Madison, as, as they are talking to you about hunger, introduces you to someone else. And let's find something out about this person. So, okay. Uh, Adia, tell me something about like this person that Madison is, is introducing Joan to. Like, what kind of person are they? Like, where are they from? 
Is it someone on your contact list? Um, oh, it could be. Ooh. Deep in there. Oh man, that would be amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't be. Um, I'm not sure who it could be though. I have like the only people on my contact list that I have. You have an infernalist on your contact list. I, I I know, but these are these are people that I have not like actually brought into play. So. No, no. Ah, okay. They sorry. can uh, well, yeah. they can come into play now. Well, why not? Let's go with what do you want the infernalist to come into play now? It's up to you. And yeah. I, I mean, you don't you don't have you can make someone up, but like but I just feel like an infernalist is such a like a great like opportunity. But you also have an explorer. I do. Which is also a great opportunity. Yes. You have an art dealer. Incredible. I don't know why I haven't like actually brought any of these people into play yet. Like, I guess so this the, could be a good time. Yeah, this could be a good time. Actually, yeah, let's 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 bring in the infernalist because I love the I love the word infernalist. Yes, it's such a good word. Yeah, <laughs> Bilal Mart. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great name as well. Yeah. Um, what does Bilal Bhai look like? Bilal Bhai, the infernalist. Um, my immediate thought was a guy who's got a magnificent mustache and is like bald and like clean shaven otherwise. Nice. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> like like a, a a waxed mustache, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. A wax a wax mustache. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It is waxed. It is not made of wax. <laughs> Because I know if it is made of wax, what will happen is at some point someone will try and eat it. Um, <laughs> He's also wax. an infernalist. I don't think he holds onto his wax mustache. No, no, no. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> like this. It's got, it's, it's, it's got wicks inside and he like lights it on fire. Oh my fucking... <laughs> yeah. I mean... Let's say that it's Schrodinger's mustache for now, and whether it is merely waxed or made of wax, we can find out. Um, but he definitely lights his mustache on fire. It's so heavily waxed that the actual hair, it's like a wick inside. Sorry, ah, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Prince, what is an infernalist? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, uh, I think everybody I'm... should have a go. Okay, Avia, did you have uh, anything in mind or are you giving me free reigns here? Just it's your contact. Yeah. Two uh, thoughts that I had were one was like just a fire breather, like, but I don't know. The infernalist should be something else. Like uh, the other thing I thought of was this is actually maybe some kind of like demonology kind of thing. Uh -huh. like, mm -hmm. I, I have an answer, I think, but yeah. I just want to check so that I don't contradict what you had yeah. in mind. But I, I think one thing I'll point out is that we have established that near the Udu, like the district itself, there's all sorts of like occultists and like sorcerers yeah. and so on. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think true. straightforwardly, just what an infernalist is, is it's a fire worshipper. And like a lot of people have holy fire. Mm. Our uh, our cult has holy fire. Abbas has holy fire. But an infernalist really worships the actual fire. It's not yeah. like a symbol for anything. It's not. It is about trying to commune with the Udu itself. And like, these are the kind of people who go way, way closer to it than you should. So, in fact, the wax is probably mostly fireproofing his mustache, or it would be burning off. Incredible. And these are these okay. people are slightly nuts and think, whether rightly or wrongly, that they can speak to the flame in the well. Yeah. This guy's. I mean, you can always me. talk to the flame. Like you can just yeah. go hello. Yes, yes, but you know, maybe these, these... it speaks back. Yeah, 
the fire speaks back. And in fact, yeah, they they claim to speak the tongue of flame itself. It's some sort of obscure Enochian type language mm. that you can use to communicate with fire, just as a thing. I think Excellent. we could also bring some of the demonology thing in here as well, because he could be trying to like bring the fire into himself. Like maybe it doesn't make sense to outsiders what exactly yeah. that entails, but that's like oh. one of the things that he's trying to do is heal. Yes. Bring bring the flame of the Udu into himself. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um I actually have a wild idea here. So feel free to veto me. But I'm gonna ask Zohib this. Zohib? Um, what would it be like if an Infernalist was to try and replace their soul with Holy Fire? Mm -hmm. uh, the Infernalists believe that, in fact, inside everyone's heart, there is unholy fire. And, oh. thus, and thus, everyone is, in fact, um, a sort of like pale reflection of what true living should be, which is only mm. a board of demons. So in a way, ah. uh, to have your soul replaced by holy fire is the ultimate desire, but also the ultimate blasphemy. Right. Yes. Excellent. Okay. I enjoy um, how, how this parallels like the concept of hollows. Yes, that is actually right. kind yeah. of where I was thinking, like bringing this was that like, there is a sense of like, okay, the soul may not be like perfect or whatever, but like, yeah, that's a, that's kind of what inspired me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just Dark um, Souls, you know? We have the yeah. Dark Soul. <laughs> this is, oh, this no. is basically Soul Air of Astora now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and I should mention for uh, listeners not familiar with the setting, that in the base setting, uh, the state religion believes that the perfect form of a person uh, is a form without their soul and only their body. Um, and lastly, Emma. Why is Bilal Mart here? He is here because I think if you want to replace your soul with holy fire, first the soul needs to go out. And there is only one God who knows how to do that. Ah, uh, so he's not just potentially a blasphemer. He's an interdisciplinary blasphemer. Of course, the best occultists are. Yes, absolutely. Not one path to God, all paths to God. Or in his case, fire, but you know, what's the difference? Yeah, so I think what happens here is um, Madison introduces you to Bilal, and I actually think Bilal doesn't recognize you by face, but will recognize like your robes. Because obviously, he knows, um, he knows Abbas, and he's very familiar with the temple and their friends. So uh, as soon as he spots you, he will say, um, ah, a devotee of the, and then leans in, a devotee of the, of the ceaseless temple here? What a surprise. What would Abbas say? You know Abbas? Abbas is a dear, dear friend. We have rousing theological discussions. He has his beliefs, I have my beliefs, of course. I believe mine are correct, and he believes his are correct. You know, I should really look him up. I, we haven't uh, met each other in... How long would you say it's been, Abbas? 
I don't think too long. Maybe uh, maybe fifteen years. Fifteen years. Not too long. Not too long. Just fifteen years. I would have said maybe like several months up to a year. I think. Yeah. Okay. But I'll, I think let's let, yeah. Let's say like a year. Let's say like you know. Because for the last year or so, you've been like very involved with uh, the temple and so on. So, yeah. so I think he says, um, "Yes, it's been a year." Hmm. Really unacceptable. Madison, have you been to the temple? Uh, truly a marvel of theology. And then Madison kind of just shrugs and says, "You know, all I need is here. Don't really know why why you would need to go anywhere else." And it's like not right, like it's not even like they don't they're they're fine with like going to other places. It's just like Bilal turning up and being like, oh haha, which she doesn't like. Madison tells me your uh Well actually you've not told me much at all. Bilal Bhai is uh he's an infernalist of the of the old and heretical stripe. And you know, everybody in this town is old and heretical, but Bilal Bhai. You really take it too far. And Bilal just kind of shrugs us to be like, what can you do? I see. Um, she seems somewhat take, taken aback by like, hey, you're, hey, this, this extremely heretical person. Um, you should definitely meet them. Um, I think seeing your like uncertainty, Madison will say, no, no, the, the reason that I thought you and Bilal should meet, and, you know, I, ha I didn't know that you might have common friends, is uh, Bilal Bhai is also very interested in transformation. You know, becoming somebody new, trying to see how one's relationship with divinity makes you different. And mm. it seemed to me that you might, you might want another perspective on this because, well... I don't want you to follow only in my footsteps. Yes, that's. Uh, I, I suppose that makes sense. So, what sort of transformation are you interested in? And I think Bilal. Uh, I mean, he rolled a crit, so he's going to tell you. But he just like raises his eyebrows and he says, um, "Now, Abbas will be very unhappy if I tell you this, which is why I'm going to." You see, he thinks that the soul is divine. But I think we all know the soul is a dark reflection of what we truly are. And I seek to replace it. My own, everybody else's. The holy fire that burns in the Udu has spoken to me. And I know all I need do is excise myself of this, this growth that my body has uh, developed. Replace it with something better. More bright, everlasting. And you will still be you? No, of course not. I will be much better than I. I am now still suffering with this poison inside me that I cannot remove. Once it is gone, I will be perfect. I will be the version of myself that I was always intended to be. So it's... I've, I've seen this. It's all what remains behind when... When all the rest is gone, it's the last bit of recollection, of recognition, of the last bit that sees the world. Oh, no, no. Those are... Mm. Yes, I know of whom you speak. Uh, those who would 
uh, give of themselves, body and soul, to the fire, leave nothing but a pair of eyes, yes? To see the flames? No, no, they, they misunderstand. You cannot divest yourself so completely that nothing remains. This is like cutting out uh, your entire arm merely because a cancer grows on it. No, seek the, the doctor, the healer, who will cure you completely, but leave you nevertheless intact. This is why I am here. The empty vessel, of course, knows much about emptying exactly what needs to be emptied and leaving the vessel. Perfect. I suppose that doesn't sound so bad. She smiles a little bit. And she said, and I think Bilal says, um, you know, I, should, I will come to the temple. Uh, it's time that Abbas and I had another conversation, and it's always lovely to meet a new friend. And do not be so, so afraid of uh, transformation. It is the only way one can grow, one can change. And I don't even think that he realizes he's doing it, but I think unconsciously, like, he's falling into the pattern that he falls into when he talks to Abbas, which is that he realizes that, like, growth and change are very much the tenets of the temple. So he's, like, like unconsciously using that pattern on you as well. And uh, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know if there's anything more to see here, but I think Madison has, like, stepped back and allowed you to have this conversation because I think they, yeah, they're a bit manipulative, right? Like, they want to expose you to someone very extreme so that they seem more reasonable by comparison. And they're kind of annoyed that you already know Bilal and apparently other stuff is going to happen. But at the same time, you have to roll with the punches. So she's not going to be like, oh, damn, I fucked up. I can't retrieve this. All right. Yeah, I, I think they just they just vibe uh, for some some time, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think some people are passing a joint around. I don't know if Joan partakes, but, you know. Um, that's some alcohol. And... Yeah, it's a nice time, to be honest. You know, like, they, they know how to hang out. I'll tell you what happens after, afterwards, though. Uh-huh. As soon as Joan emerges, uh, blinking into the uh, sunset light, as the, I guess, the giant mirror gets taken away, as soon as Joan emerges out into the darkness of Golumpeth, uh you suddenly see Miraz emerging from a street, and he kind of like grabs you by the arm and says, Joan, I've been looking all over for you. Well, what, what, what are you doing here? He kind of looks at the building, and he kind of, he looks like he should recognize it, but then he doesn't. It's like, oh, you know, despite being one of the major landmarks in Uduasha, et cetera, et cetera, he has no idea what this place is and doesn't make any connections. Like, oh, are you, are you hungry? Have you eaten? Uh, a little bit, she says. Uh, thinking back to like the <laughs> probably fairly lavish feast that <laughs> just passed. Yeah. All right. Excellent. I, you should come to dinner with me. Come. No, 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 no excuses. Uh, uh, it's, it's entirely on me. Come. We're going to have the best kebabs in Columbus. Come. And I'm going to take her to the playful turtle. Because this, what's been on Miraz's mind since uh, watching whatever the fuck it was that Joan had done last session uh, with the with the eating and uh, I, don't, I don't know. Listen, Joan hasn't been eating enough. She needs some kebabs. Um, I just want to interject here. Uh, so the shrine builder also has no 
reaction to the temple, or or is it just that like, um, that part of you doesn't surface in this moment? Mm. Hmm. Good question. Uh, how about make let's make a quick attune fortune roll. Okay, I think deep inside me, um, as I look at this building, I feel mm -hmm. a sort of like. Like I'm holding Joan by the shoulder. I'm like kind of trying to steer her, but then suddenly I kind of like give a lurch and kind of like have to lean on Joan instead, as I have a very strong splitting headache, which I cannot identify its source of at all. But this has been happening to me since like um, I've recovered. Like every mm -hmm. now and then I look at something and suddenly I feel like woozy and all that, and like it's clearly annoying. No idea what what's going on. I'll have to talk to Amitav about this afterwards. But all I do is I look at Joan and say, "Oh yes, um, so, sorry about that. Uh, just don't tell Vickers, okay? She'll uh, she'll be word sick. It's nothing. It's nothing. Haven't fully recovered." Um, no, same. It's uh, it can be jarring, these sorts of things. Yes. Well. This right. much violence. Listen. Mm -hmm. Listen. Uh, Yes, let's 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 put it all behind us. We're going to have a lovely evening, just a cousin to cousin. I'm going to we're going to have some some very good kebabs, and I'm going to introduce you to a very good friend of mine, a Fauzi Ansarik. Well, that sounds funny. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, uh, have I have I heard of this person before? Uh, hmm. no, I this... don't think Miras talks that much about his social life, mm -hmm. or talks that much in general. So. No, I pro you probably haven't, unless uh, Vickers has mentioned him, her. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then I think uh, I'm just, I think Miras is one of those people, I have a friend like this, who will talk about her friends as though I know who they are. Mm. Like just mentions yes. like people that she knows as though everyone knows who they are. It's like, yes, I'm going to, uh, oh yes, we're going to have uh, kebabs with Fozia and uh, there's going to be a few other people there, I think possibly. It's going to be a lovely time, and uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be fascinated to hear from, to to encounter a real life rail railjack. Uh, you'll have all sorts of stories to, to share, and uh, I will not tell, uh, uh, I will not tell Joan that this is in fact also a sauna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I forgot I about the horrible that. kebab saunas. Worst <laughs> idea you've ever had. Yes. Yeah, I, was just, I was just like searching for it in our uh, Discord, and I was like, "Wait, there was something about this." And then you said it, and I was like, "Oh." Mm -hmm. oh. It, it's the playful turtle. It's an Uduasha institution. It's a mm. sauna. It it serves. It's the best sauna, and it's got the best kebabs at the same time. Okay. Fantastic. Truly amazing. What can yes, I that, possibly that say? Traditional kebab smell that everyone loves in the yes. Yes. <laughs> in the sauna. Yeah. These guys are having soggy <laughs> man and kebabs. Miras may not volunteer the information, but Joe will absolutely ask, like, is there a place we can freshen up before? Because well, and then she like shows her hands and like steals some blood spatters around her face and you know. Ah, uh, yes, of course. No, of course you, uh, you, you can't go into a sauna without uh, washing up. Ha 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 ha. Uh, no, have you never been to a sauna? Uh, please go in there uh, and all that. And I gesture towards something. Wait, Luck what? Yes, yes, yes go, go in there. It's, it's, it's perfectly okay. fine. Uh, there's, there's, there's signs that explain everything. Excellent. The signs are all in her traffic, by the way. Yeah, um, of course. Because they have, 
they have only just relaxed their Iruvians only policy, but that uh -huh. has not extended to changing the decor quite yet. Mm -hmm. This so, is part of the reason why Vickers is not allowed here. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you should yeah. all be. I think you should all be glad that it did not make it a naturist sauna. You're going to be more glad in a sec when it turns out that Haddil Subramanian is here, as promised, all of the all of that time ago when he was like, "Yes, I should hang out more with the foundation." <laughs> okay, now, now in my picture, I'm imagining Haddil Subramanian like sitting down naked, but he has the briefcase on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh dear oh god anyway so now we're going to be inside the sauna uh there's going to be kebab roasting on the grill uh, on the coals that the well all the steams and so on is coming out of and uh yeah i'm going to just bring you in how do you react to this very strange scene of being in a sauna where there's a couple where people are just having kebabs and talking about Sparkcraft related development in architecture and um, asking you for your opinion about the train lines and so on. So this is very normal. Yeah, I think I think uh, it's best described as attempted stoicism. Um, I think she's like making conversation, but like only the minimal amount and very haltingly. Uh, ah, yes, the, 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 the train lines. Yes, uh, oh, it's been a while. I'm not sure I'm most qualified. Uh, you know, I just uh, ride along them. Well, not anymore, you see, etc. No, 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 don't, uh, don't, don't, Fazia, tell her, don't, jo Joan is uh, doing that very awful thing that you sometimes see where people are speaking to uh, academics and uh, and engineers and so forth. The actual practitioners of the trade, the people who have the most lived experience, they downplay it in front of us. And it's 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 them who really know how, how things work, don't they? Uh, tell her, Fazia. And I think that Fozia is uh, currently, um, yeah, I think she's actually feeling quite good. She's feeling quite excited. So I think she looks at, she looks at Joan and says, um, well, Joan, have you ever, have you ever been to the Imperial City? It's a good question. Uh, well, actually, probably. I've seen the station, she'll say. You've seen the station? I, I'm like. It, it should have occurred to me that Joan, who has been all over the Empire, has probably been at the Imperial City. But, well, if things occurred to Miraz, he'd be a very different person. Yes. But he's looking at you with new awe and respect and waiting for you to tell, tell us all about the station. Ah, you have seen the station. Truly a magnificent, uh, a, a thing of beauty and great power. Yes? The kind of, that, the, the way that, that as the train pulls in, the massive majestic statue of the emperor looms above the citizens, his regal leonine mask showing us that we will all be safe under his presence. Something, is, it uh, some... is, is it true that the trains go up a waterfall when they exit the station? <laughs> oh, uh, um, yes, our favorite bit. How do they do it? Is it with magnets? I don't know. I'm not an engineer. Uh, and I think Fosia says, says, oh, no, no, no. Uh, it is, in fact, a complicated system of gears and steam-powered Sparkcraft. And the way that it works is, and then, like, she will, like, go into about seven to nine minutes of, like, very complicated engineering that 
Meraz, you completely understand, but like Joan, you do not, and I do not. So I'm not gonna actually say it. But like she will like explain this in great detail because she wants you to understand like how amazing this is. And oh. then at the end, no mm -hmm. one. I was gonna say, but uncharacteristically for Miraz, Miraz is going to make a genuine extra effort to try to explain what Fozzie is saying to Joan. He really wants to include Joan in all of this. Ah, okay, cool. Whether or not he succeeds at explaining is another thing. He probably doesn't. You, you roll study as a fortune, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Emma, you were saying? No, no, I'm awaiting the roll. Okay. I mean, it, it can, doesn't have to be study, it can be consort also, but yeah. That's a right. one, a three, and a five. So that's mm -hmm. five. Yeah. Um, hey, some of it does make sense to you. <laughs> Maybe the stuff that like, uh, has to do with how it also uses um, like the energy that it gets from the ghosts that the railjacks end up like destroying or bottling and so on. Like maybe you didn't know that that's what happened to some of the like ectoplasm and spirit energy that like you stored in the machine, but like that is also part of it. And like Fosia is like really like going deep into detail. And then Miraz, you keep having to like stop her and be like, no, no, wait, let me break some of this down for you so you can like understand what's going on. Uh huh. In fact, at one point, so. I'm actually going to roll for my vice here because, well, this mm -hmm. is my vice indulgence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's do that first. If if Joan wants to help, she can take a stress to help you, but like help help on vice indulgence is a double-edged sword. So. Well, we are we are uh, in, you're indulging in my presence now, so you can't overindulge. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, and, correct. And I'll take the stress. Yes, I'll assist you. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Uh huh. Okay, Ooh. that's six. Six two five. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So apparently this is great. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it's great. Because um so in between so while Fozzie is explaining about uh steam and like, you know, complex, I guess, theories about electricity and so on. Uh and I wish that I will I was a better student of physics to be able to give a bit more color to the sort of thing she's saying, but I am not. But what Miraz is doing is that he's disagreeing with her and mm -hmm. he's talking about how much better it would be if it were like all magnets. And then he's like turning mm. to Joan and he's like asking her, because he says, but I, I know that magnets are a very important part of, uh, of railjack technology. Like, don't you have the boots that uh, are magnetized and so on? Like you have the lines and so on. Like it, it, the, and the electric and the electro, plasmic barriers on the outside of the cars to prevent the ghost from latching in. That provides a steady source of electricity that you can use for the magnet magnetization. Yes, and I, okay, I can understand that maybe having it or having such things around a waterfall might be a little bit unsafe, but I'm sure we can figure out the safety mechanism. Joan, don't you think magnets would be better? Yeah, we have used, uh, we do use uh, insulation uh, coverings for when we are going through particularly stormy uh, stretches of rail. It, it, it could work. There, there could be a way to adapt that. It's a little bit more water. And I think what's, what's happening is that she's, uh, like, all her instincts are just to, like, focus and think about how, um, or, or what's, what's um, What's self-evident for her to do in this moment is to think about how the the central station is or the imperial station is really bad, and it's like 
it's so busy and overwrought and annoying. Um, but she sees how like how much uh, effort Miras is make, making to kind of include her in all this technical talk, and she'll like try and kind of like push herself to be part of the conversation actively. And Miras is also like keep keeps on giving you more and more kebabs, like oh, cause you you, you must keep. Listen, I, I I didn't want to say it, and uh, well, I I can say it in front of Fozia. She's she's a very good friend. Uh, the 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 very last word in discretion, and uh, as, as are all the other brothers here, whose names I definitely know. Uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, listen, <laughs> I I'm a little worried about you. I don't I I I. I rarely see you eat anything um maybe it has to do with vickers's cooking i fully understand um oh I, my I god <laughs> listen don't what? tell her of course but i fully understand but if that's the problem then listen it's the not, kebabs it's, here it's, are hmm? no Miras, listen it's the, these kebabs are no different these kebabs are no different from vickers's cooking not for and, me it's the I'm dealing with some stuff. I've I've asked, uh, and I no, I've out of character forgot the the Rakshasa's name. Uh, Daddy Danda. Ah, yes, of course. How could I forget? I've asked Daddy Danda about it. Uh, Who? And, and oh, the he's the 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 local Rakshasa uh, near a temple. He goes mm -hmm. by. He he was there, right? Yes, I he think, was actually. Uh, yeah, yes. but you know, I don't pay attention to that something. I, and Fozzie and I are exchanging glances of like, okay, he's talking to a Rakshasa. Okay. Anyway, and... he, he said that this is, uh, you know, an, an issue that crops up sometimes, and he, he gave me some pointers to deal with it. I'm sure I... it'll be fine. Right. Well, oh, of course I understand. Oh, dear. Is it some sort of deathlands related infection or something i don't really know what it is uh, it could be related though mm. i've also do you know do you remember when padmamukhi and padmapriya were talking about changing themselves were you there did did that reach you and i think uh, miras tries to remember this and i i don't out of character, I don't remember if Miraz was there or if... Uh... No, actually, I don't think Miraz think... was there. No, Miraz wasn't there. It was Freya. But yeah. even if he had been there, I don't think he would have paid attention. So, yeah, so he just says, oh, yes, Padda, Priya, Padda Mukhi. Um, what was it? Yes. Uh, um, they both bought new saris recently. Um, I... Well... <laughs> right? That's... Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's absolutely what it was. I don't know. They They were doing some sort of ancient uh ancient practice or ritual or whatever to become closer to to the god to become more more like the servant oh for fuck's sake i fucking hate the city like uh every, every time why can't anyone have a nice conversation about the future about science <laughs> and magnets instead people trying to turn themselves into snakes uh people with deathlands tapeworms talking to people who i don't know eat trash for a living listen john i understand like uh i don't i don't want to i don't understand your condition it's true i and it seems neither do you but oh my tried, god wow tried, i mean that's true she doesn't it's true yeah. no yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> yeah. listen 
I'm just saying that okay, okay the the rakshasas they know something, but it's the sort of thing that's like you know, it's just superstition and so on. And eventually they manage to figure out some sorts of things that work, but they ascribe always the wrong uh, causality and like the wrong, it's not, it's not scientific thinking. And I, I, I beseech you, I can't, I, you know, it, it's always your decision at the end, but I beseech you as, you know, former servant of the empire and so on to look for more scientific and rational reason for whatever it is that's going on. And I feel that, well, even if uh, this tastes to you the same as my lovely wife's cooking, and I look at the kebabs with like, oh my god, this is the best kebab in the world. How can you even compare? Like, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as it like beads with water vapor. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it does happen in the real life sauna kebabs as well, right? Yes. Okay, just confirm yes. Oh, no, not really. I mean, I believe in Finland, they do actually roast, they do like grilled sausages on the sonacles and so on. I don't know. I, I don't know if they have, I don't know if they do it at the same time that they're actually inside saunaing. You'd think that they become okay. soggy after a while because you keep throwing water on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have done my share of saunaing and I would not do that. But yes, <laughs> I, I'm not finished. So yes. the best soggy kebabs in all food <laughs> We can, we can, uh, you know, none of us are finished. We can make up whatever we want about the Finnish culture. Yes, uh, that's how it works. Because can... as we know, culture is finished. Ha ha. Boo. Sorry, please go on. I'm just going to log <laughs> out right now. I'm not going to be part of this anymore. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I think Miras is just like going to encourage uh, John to, you know, look into more scientific means and so on and like you know if you're hungry then you have to eat like even if it doesn't feel good like this is still like good good eating maybe it's not mm -hmm. to your taste the best but it's still better than eating what was it that it's did you you ate a person right yes yes uh well yes, um, that's what it was uh-huh well um what i think i think miras has just blocked it out of his mind uh what exactly he saw um and then he says and uh, as you know, my my own father isn't doing very well, and I'm encouraging him all the time to seek proper imperial med medical attention. Of course, like of course, it's expensive. We're working on it. And listen, just when you're talking to the rakshasas and doing what the other things that you're doing and so on, remember that you can also talk to you know me. I'm your cousin, and uh, I think Miras is just very concerned about what's going on with Joan and he has no actual means of dealing with it beyond like trying to include her and trying to be a good influence in her life. But that's cute. He's just kind of, he's just yeah. kind of floundering a little bit. She'll say, I, 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 I appreciate that. I really do. And, and well, if, 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 if you know anybody who, who might know about, um, and she just gestures at herself then you know i tried it just well when i was right mm -hmm. when i rode the trains i think i learned that imperial science is all very good and true and, and rigorous and effective inside the empire inside the walls inside the lightning barriers empirical study 
it's not the most true out there. And that might extend to other parts of life too. I think, I think, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mira's kind of like sits back thinking about this for a moment. You know, it obviously is contradictory to his worldview, but he's not going to tell you you're full of shit. Uh, I don't know what Fuzzy has Which to say. Is, about I this think, thing. yeah, but I also think it is a big character moment for Miraz not to tell you you're full of shit because he would happily do that for 99% of people. Yeah, but also like 99% of people, he hasn't seen them eat someone. <laughs> you are not wrong. He hasn't. <laughs> and that is uh, quite, quite, yeah, you know, you got me there. But uh, does Fozia have anything to say? Yeah, I think Fozia is listening to this um, and says, I think this is not a conversation she's unfamiliar with. And I think she says, um, now look, I'm not saying that I disagree with you, uh, Joan. And I do think that, of course, science is an ever-changing, ever-growing study and not everyone gets it right all the time. But I do think that at the end of the day, if there is something that cannot be explained, it is, it is so important to ask for help. It is so important to consult those around us, our family and our friends. And it seems to me that what Miraz is truly seeking is an answer to many of these problems that we all face in the modern empire. And it seems to me that you are seeking that as well. And I think that actually she has also connected with you in some way. So she's like, yeah, I mean, we're all here for you. You can talk to me if you like. And it's so important, like we take mental health seriously, etc. I do want to make clear here that uh, can, can, cannibalism is not a mental health issue. It's, it's, I mean, well, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, cannibalism not, is, is very different. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not ready for, for the cannibal and The cannibals. On Twitter yeah. to correct us. <laughs> Is that the scene or do you have more to do? I think uh, not necessarily a scene, but I think also now that Miraz has kind of like leaned back and has like, you know, decided not to necessarily inter intervene as much. He's thinking about the conversation uh, with the conversation about the train. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to wor start working on a clock to design a new kind of shoe. Okay. Magnetic shoes. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, wow. Six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you rolled four dice on your study and you rolled a six, which is three ticks on this clock. Now, I feel like, let's say it's a six clock. And the reason that I think that it is a six clock is that it is complicated, but it is not like beyond your capabilities, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's something you, and like you have a workshop. So you can absolutely do this. But In like, fact. you know. Let me mm -hmm. jazz it up a little bit. Uh, okay. These are going to be maglev shoes, uh, but instead of just you know magnet, uh, magnets that let you levitate an object, it's going to be magnets that help you stick to an object, and it's also going to be full of drifto. 
Oh, okay. Mm. So I, I mean, can, I can this... both stick to an object and also kind of like, I don't know, float above them if necessary. Okay, so um, what tier of item is Driftoil? Is it tier four? Possible. I mean, I have Driftoil. I guess the, the trick is to figure out how to make it work in the way I wanted to make yeah. it work. Yeah, I mean, the reason that I'm asking about the tier is I'm wondering how complicated a thing is it to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, think it, I think it's tier four. I think it's tier three. Uh, I don't have the PDF uh, on this computer. Right now. Oh, yeah. That's the t- it's tier three. Right. Okay, so then let's say it's an eight clock. Um, sure. But at the end of the eight clock, what you will have is a pair of boots that um, will A on command stick to any magnetic surface without being like so heavy that you can't walk in them. Um, but also B on command help you float in the air somewhat. Like I don't think like you'll be able to fly. No. Um, not yet. But, like, you'll least. get like, yeah, not yet at least. You do, by the way, have um, a prototype uh, robe hang glider. So maybe that plus this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah, I'm going to put this as part of my protective suit. It is, it is my new uh, goal in life by the end of this campaign to turn Mira's protective suit into an Iron Man suit. Mm. We shall see. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Great. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Magnum boots for the protective suit. Okay. Miraz Iron Man Chakraborty. Looking uh-huh. forward to the Marvel Twitter stands also cancelling us. Uh-huh. Um, so for yeah. some reason, I don't know why they would, but I feel like yeah, they no, would. Don't even yeah. talk about the Marvel cannibals. That tiny but influential <laughs> group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way they come for you, they're really, you know, I mean. Oh, God. Okay. So Miraz, has, Miraz switches almost like seamlessly from like full attention to Joan, making sure she is like having a good time, um, trying to find out about her medical problems, to like completely ignoring her, just thinking about magnetic boots now. Mm. Well, I think what we do see, and I don't think like, you know, you talk to him, but like, um, Hadil is here. Uh, oh, yes. And like, I just want to like flag this mostly because I want to flag that like he's paying attention to this, but he's also very carefully not intruding, right? He's like, oh, you want to have a conversation? You go do that. And I am paying very close attention to everything because it's useful to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. In fact, I may have a conversation with him afterwards, and it might actually be a continuation of the scene. But uh, okay. I'm happy for this. Come coming. back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think so, for now, uh, assuming that, assuming that this is like a house of, um, you know, knowledge and science. Um, I think Joan is going to see if they have any like medical facilities to bandage your hands with, because those are still slashed mm. to ribbons. Well, it's a spa yes. and a restaurant. They, they will have a first aid kit, but I don't think they will yes. have anything more than that. But on the other yeah. hand, the foundation I, is literally a secret society, so maybe they have a really good first aid kit. No, yeah. like I, admit, I imagine this would be, if any place would be. The spa that would have a first aid, aid kit, this would be yes. the place. Yeah, that's true. Oh, they right. definitely have a first aid kit. Yeah, okay. In fact, I think it would, it would be correct to, in this case, roll the foundation's healer. Um, or like that tier as the healer. So I will just look up the tier and you can roll that many dice. Mm-hmm. Foundation is tier one. Oh, you get one oh, die. 
They're very influential in Doskval, but not here, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that they are tier one here is mostly because they've brought money with them from Duskwall. And, like, to be clear, in my mind, the foundation isn't just influential in Duskwall, it's influential in all, like, uh, throughout uh, Akaros, which is the Imperial Center, throughout Severos, um, it's just, like, in Aruvia that they're only now, like, building a foothold. And maybe there's, like, tier one uh, headquarters, not just in Uduwasha, but in other Aruvian cities as well, right? Like, this is not just yeah. a single pronged, but, like, where... We're not there, we're in Uduwasha, so that's what we're seeing. Well, mm -hmm. that might be how healing works in this campaign. Normal. It's just rules as written. Yeah. yeah. yeah so two ticks on your healing clock. Two ticks on my yeah. healing clock. Um, I think I'll spend a coin to just like buy some of their yeah, supplies finish uh, and finish it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can do it after I think in this case, um, the, the coin is actually paying uh, the doctor, the standby doctor, because normally they don't get paid. Because I'm um, spending two coins. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh lord, you're paying the doctor really? Okay, no, you're paying the doctor and buying better supplies, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It was a very expensive I mean, At that point, yeah. one coin do you roll again? Oh, wow, Jesus Christ. That's what yeah, no, that, yeah, so you, you spent a coin to roll again and you rolled a one, which only gives you one tick. But if you want to roll again, again, what you could do is roll again, again, and then if you get any extra text, that'll overflow into healing your level one harm. Yeah, that is how it works. So, yeah. So if you, you just roll well another have... d6. Yeah. yeah. So that's two ticks. So like, you get one tick towards your next level one as well. Yeah, and I think you know, like they bandage your hands up quite well. Definitely, you are at no risk of infection now, which is really good. Uh, and I do think that like. A, I'm not particularly interested in simulating infection, and you know, B, I wouldn't even know how to do that. But infection is a big deal. But we just live in a world in which we are lucky enough that many of us don't have to think of it as a big deal. Oh, I'm sure they've, they've discovered penicillin in this world. In Uduasha? No, there is a demon called penicillin, uh -huh. and if you I will, sacrifice... I will point out that without a sun, one of the few things people can grow is fungi and mold. So yeah. probably. Uh, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, fair. Um, no, the demon called penicillin is, in fact, a demon of fungi and mold. So, fun fact. It's, <laughs> it's just a big, like, Dark Souls mushroom that punches disease out of your body. Yep. Yes, that is what it is. Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, On to the next Vickers thing. and or Abbas. Uh, yes, who has, and uh, Abbas, I think. If he is still excellent. home. I feel like everyone else kind of left the temple, and Vickers yes. did too. So how I want to frame the scene is she, she is coming back after having spent quite a lot of time taking care of the injured. Because mm. that was her priority yes. after the score. Getting them to a doctor, saving their lives, yes, coordinating people. Yeah. So she has spent like quite a while doing that. And so she will come back to uh, the temple. And I think that she will be wearing some clothes that she has borrowed from, from the doctor. Because she, mm -hmm. you know, her clothes got really bloodstained dealing with everyone. So he's coming yeah, back dressed unusually Eruvianly, I think, with like a shawl and uh, yeah, like some sort of sari probably, and having basically gotten a fresh change of clothes after the whole life-saving business was done. So she looks much more sane than usual, and also very tired. And she comes Makes back sense. to the uh, temple, and how does she find the bus? Um, I think Abbas is a little, um, 
reflecting on the events that have happened. I think she finds a bus maybe in his room. He's he's just got his head dumped in a bucket of cold water or something. Yeah. Uh, she comes back in and she says, Oh, Uncle, sorry, am I interrupting? I thought I should... Where is everybody anyway? And Abba says... Yeah. Yeah. Vickers looks for a second like, hmm, is this dangerous or is this some cultural thing I don't understand? It hesitates for long enough for his head to reemerge. Oh, Vickers. Sorry, I just... Not on my mind, you know. Yes, I thought we should... We should probably drink some chai and try to calm down again. It's been, it's been a while, or it's been it's been a lot rather than a while. Yeah. Um, I think I've asked. Yes, he considers this for a minute, and and, and then he decides that yeah, actually, mm-hmm. tea time yeah. with Vicar would be very yes. pleasant. Yes. So she yes, will go yes, down. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very good. And she will go down. She will prepare the tea. And then, like, in the middle of pouring it, I think, as if she'd thought of something, and I want to point out ah. that this was a consequence of, of last session, uh, that mm-hmm. Abbas' secret kind of got out, right? Uh, she yeah. says, you know, it's peculiar. One of the patients, one of the people involved in this gruesome altercation, they, I think they called you the Viper? <laughs> and... mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, did they, uh... Um, um, I'm I'm not sure why they would call me that. Uh, well, Pierre yeah. thought there was some sort of significance to it. There's apparently stories going around about someone of that name quite a long time ago, from what I understand it. Uh, okay, give 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 me just a second to uh-huh. like take out how I was going to play. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I I think Abbas might feel sufficiently comfortable around Vickers <laughs> to say yeah. something. Uh, I might say that um, Vickers, uh, it's, I don't know, there are things that uh, in my one does in their past life. And once I thought it was okay for me to walk away from that, and I tried to make my peace with what I had done, and I tried to move on. And But now I'm thinking to myself that I don't know. I I don't know if I made the right choice by walking away from all of that, or if I should have stayed the way that I was. And I, I he, he's sort of sibling a bit. Yeah. He's, well, I think it's fair to say that whether you walked away from it or not, that sort of thing has caught up with you. I I believe the Chakraborty family has enemies. If if not before, mm. then we certainly do now. You know, girls, I when uh, you and Miraz first got married, you know, I have to confess, I, have to, I had my reservations, but I see you now. You you would do anything to protect my nephew, and I think I I would also do anything to protect what's important to me. And I don't know. Do you find that sometimes that takes you too far? Oh yes. She says, looking up, and uh, she says, uh, don't, don't forget. Well, I know you rather would, but I come from an Akarosi noble family. We're not strangers to violence, precisely. And it is, in fact, quite common among the nobility to take things too far, I'm afraid. 
It's only I feel like funny thing is I feel like I should feel worse about what I did, but I don't, and that worries me a little. Well, you're the spiritualist. I'm sure there are texts saying all manners of things about in what circumstances it is right or wrong to kill. It is not a perfectly straightforward subject when someone is threatening to cave one's nephew's head in, I imagine. I suppose not. Not to mention your brother. He was in all of that as well. Have you talked to him? Uh, no, I, um, I've just been in here. Um, but yeah, I suppose I shouldn't. I, I, and I think the reason why Abbas hasn't spoken to Zijan is that there is like not exactly like shame or guilt, but I think he does feel a little awkward looking his like talking to his brother after like ba- like he he basically kept the man's head in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, I suppose we all have some talking to do. I just wanted you to know that. Well, I don't blame you, and I think I understand a little better who you are or who you used to be. And maybe I thought I was the only one who had a past to contend with, but I realize now that's very, very foolish of me. And I suppose in some sense, Miras is right. We do have to build a better future, even if that isn't built with Sparkcraft. And Abbas, who is more than twice Vickers's age, smiles when she says that. Oh, I'm not the only one with that. Well, you've never talked about it. You've only been, you know, (laughs) you don't talk about your sordid past, so... (laughs) But but I but he appreciates it. I think it's like, thank thank you, thank you, sister. Thank you for, for this. Um, um, should we find Sadijan? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think too. I think Ricker says like, well, you'd best go have a word with him. I'm going to wait for Cousin Joan and Maras to come back, and in the meantime, I shall do a little bit of redecorating because, well, if we have enemies, we may as well be. Sending the right sort of message, she says, and then she will go get her heavy ass, scary pole arm. And rather than being in a secluded nice. place, now this will be mounted over one of our doors in our hall. <laughs> Just like, uh huh. Yep, I think that's the scene. I think, right. okay, nice. Yeah, I don't know if you want to have the scene with Zadjadon right away. I think Vickers is just going to wait for the others to come back. But... Sure, um, I also need to clear some stress so. I've got two downtime actions, so one of them... Um... Yeah, I feel like clearing some stress by talking to Zadjidan could actually make sense. It could, but, uh, but I was also thinking that I think... Uh, so, I've been, I think, maybe a bit uh, laissez-faire with the rules of this game in that I didn't really have one stress purveyor, which, mm-hmm. right? But I think de facto it's been Goopy and Vaga who has been... Ah, yes. Right? So you're going to... <laughs> Sermonized to them, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be lecturing them as such or as much as I, I guess not so much lecturing as in just going on of uh, or just just rambling on and on and on until I feel better while they yeah. they are hostages to um, my stress. Yeah, very good. Yes, absolutely. Um, um I don't think we. Particularly need a scene for that because I think we can oh, sure. imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, it would be a scene that takes four hours anyway. Yeah, exactly. And so, 
in the interest of time, let's uh, I'll just indulge myself. Um, the thing that I am curious about is that so Goopy it also knows about yes. your past. Yeah, he he, uh, he not only that he pinpointed me as someone who like was involved in some sort of bombing, like a specific act. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I do think there is some recognition even in him of the Viper having returned. Yeah. And in, in, unless in a way of like, oh, I recognize this person from the stories and more in a way of, oh, this is who he was talking about when he was talking about himself. Yeah. Uh, anything else needs to be done there? Or... Yeah, no, no. I think that's perfect. Yeah, that's fine. All right. And yeah. for my second, uh, actually, you know what? Maybe I'll, uh, someone else can have a scene. I'll think of what my second downtime action should be. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. We should just mention that you rolled a single die, and um, sorry, Prince, for cutting you off. Abbas rolled one die, and he cleared four out of his eight stress. Yes. And I thought about it, and I think that this scene actually is a healing scene for uh, Vickers because she has spiritual harm, and I think healing that by speaking uh, to Abbas yes. about this actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so I'm going to roll a die to get some to get one healing take towards healing my spiritual discombobulation, which is still with me. Yeah, and I think that like, uh, it is an important, it is an important action. It's just that like the heal that spiritual harm just is like very intransigent. So yeah, yep. Uh, so Vickers will have this conversation. And then I think her next act will be to talk to Miras and or Joan. I don't know if you come back together or... Uh, I actually did want to have that scene with Hardil. I, but uh -huh. actually, how about this? It's, it's easier. I think it's actually, it's actually perfect. Mm -hmm. It's actually perfect for me if Joan comes back first. So okay. I don't mind that. Sure, sure. That works for you. Sure. So I think, yeah, let's do that scene next then. Joan returning to the, to the temple. Mm-hmm. And the Vickers has redecorated, which basically means that she has hung up. Like, we had these ceremonial weapons, right? Like, there's the heavy halberd, which is a fine heavy weapon, but there's also, like, a blade or two and stuff that we have on our sheets. They are yeah. now on display around the temple. Like, not in a necessarily mm. threatening manner, but she's just made a point of, like, yep, yeah, we, we have weapons. They're, they're ritual. They are symbolic. They're still weapons. I do feel like... Um... This is the beginning of changing like the tenets of the temple or like emphasizing a different part of it because this is about you protecting the temple itself, right? Yep. Um yep. so I think it's like important to like underline that. Yeah. It's also about hospitality, right? We protect our guests. Yep. So Absolutely. It's not out of so place. It's not, it's not like we're going no. guests not welcome. It's people who fuck with our guests not welcome. Not welcome. But 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think Vickers is busying herself with this when uh, when Joan comes back, and I think she looks at Joan and says, "Oh, oh, the sister, have you eaten?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel mm. like everyone should ask Joan this today. Indeed. Uh, some time ago, I did. Yes. Um... Oh, some time ago. Yes. Well, it it just so happens I I have a little bit of. Leftovers. And I don't think this is things Vickers has actually cooked. I think this is things that we had with the tea, you know, like whatever. Mm. Uh, snacks, biscuits, things, whatever. But yeah. uh, he, yeah. he says, uh, I actually meant to have a 
word with you. If you have the time, I don't know if you. I'm here now. Yeah, she pours some tea and uh, she slides it over and she says, well, I don't suppose there's any point in mincing words. I, is this the first time you've shot someone? Someone flesh and blood, I do think. Yes, I do suppose it's different out there on the rails. I suppose it would be hard to tell the difference eventually. Anyway. It wasn't the shooting that was the worst about. Uh, Vicky says, I suppose it wasn't. I, I just thought that you should know. I think you did what was necessary. Although that hardly makes it any easier. Badly. Are you all right? Well, I'm shocked, certainly. Worried about Miraz and the rest of the family. This is rather a brazen attack. I don't think anything like it has happened. It's one thing when we're out and about and some ruffians turn up. It's a whole other thing here at our home. I'm, well, I'm worried for our safety. I think it's quite natural to be. Yeah. But the result is the same. We've shown that. I suppose so. Then again, I... You know my father has been in more than one duel. It's not uncommon back home. I didn't know that. Well, neither I nor he talk very much about it. It's... It's not precisely a pleasant subject, but what I've noticed is... that they very rarely solve anything. You've got vengeance and rivalries, and more vengeance and more rivalries. It's the sort of thing that eventually bled our family dry. Well, of money, not of blood, evidently. But still, it, it can't be good for the constitution to be caught in that sort of situation. What do you propose we do about it? Truth be told, I don't know. But I do know, I don't want the same cycles of violence hanging over us. This is a place of cycles, of things ending and beginning anew. I would rather not it be spirals of violence and vengeance. So, well, we're both armed, and I know we both have reason to, but I do think we should be rather careful about it. This is not the Deathlands, after all. Great for me, but you're right. Anyway, I just thought I should talk to you about it, because... Well, it can be a jarring thing. I know you're quite experienced. You've been out and about. You've been dealing with ghosts your, most of your adult life. But that's no guarantee that you don't react poorly to all this. I'm glad you don't. I think we'll be fine. Well, I don't. But on the other hand, nothing ever happens if you don't put in the effort. So we shall be fine if we make it so. Well said. Now, how about those wounds? Have you had a doctor look at that? What about your hands? Is that... That looks awful unprofessional to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. a really bad job. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have some... I, I, yeah, he wasn't great. This is what happens I, when you recruit a man whose hands are full sweaty from the sauna and... Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I have some supplies myself to do aftercare now. Good. If you need anything else, you let me know, all right? I've got plenty of medicines left over, still. I had to use some of them on the, well, the patients. I'm happy to tell you everyone else survived. Oh, that is good. I shall have to have, go have a word with them in, in a little. 
But first, I needed to make sure you were all right. Quite a lot of words, I imagine, actually. Well, probably. I just needed to make sure you're quite all right first, and that we agree. Yeah, I think the funny thing here is Vickers has no idea that there's anything supernatural going on. She is just worried because, I mean, you were in a life or death fight with someone. Mm -hmm. And so she is... Uh, she will now show you her usual care, which is by like fussing over you and recommending you what to eat and drink and just generally being concerned. Mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, hmm. Is that the scene for me? No, you know what? I will spend one of my coin because I'm going to roll a healing roll for you. I'm fussing over you. I will get you some salves and stuff. Ah. I will work on your healing clock. Now, I've worked on mine. Now I shall work on yours by just rolling out here. Because it's all I can do. And I roll a two. So, it Almost turns out that... Uh, yeah, it turns out that all of Vickers' weird salves and stuff don't actually help that much. Largely because they're not meant for cutting wounds. And also, she doesn't know what half of them are. <laughs> but... Shockingly, they, they don't close wounds. No. <laughs> But, you know, I think it makes sense in the fiction here for me to spend a coin on healing you because yeah. I'm giving you a bunch of medicines, so... It's very sweet. Mm -hmm. And yes, Vickers will continue to fuss about you and make sure that both both Joan and Abbas are very well taken care of after this shocking incident. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I guess we will wait until Miraz comes home. But first he needs to talk to his lawyer. As it, you do. He's, he's the temple's lawyer. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri called Tree. Zoheb called Klau. Prince, Emma, and Adyat called Soap. Intro music, Jalandahar by Kevin McLeod. Outro music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. the next episode of Desperate Tune. Uh, sir, are you attempting to undercut your father-in-law's arrow, aeroplane, arrow blimp uh, technology by selling it to Munna? Uh, yes. Why not? Great. Okay, cool. No, just confirming that that is... Cool, dope, excellent. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yes. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, I have no... I have no um, well, what could I even say? Okay.